Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life Podcast. My name is Rachel Steele and I am so glad that you have joined us. This is a podcast all about connection. Life is hard and it's even harder when we try to do it alone. So think of the front porch as a place to share your story, invite others to share theirs, and point each other to Jesus. No topic is off limits. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. Hi friends, I cannot believe that we are already thinking about Christmas and Advent. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. We um, had a busy Thanksgiving. So on Wednesday night, we have a couple that we went out with last year. We just went out to a restaurant and like grabbed drinks afterwards and did that on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. And so we thought, let's make it a tradition. So we did it again this year, which was just really fun uh, just to have some adult time with some of our dear friends and just get to chat without kids running around. So that was fun. And then on Thanksgiving, usually I love watching the parade. Like that's just one of my things that I really look forward to. And so I had to give that up this year and probably for the better, but we decided to sign up for a 5K that is a fundraiser for Young Life here in Cincinnati. So our um, friends and their family do it. My sister and her husband have done it. My parents did it once too. So anyway, people around us have done it. So we're like, might as well go to a try. So we signed up for this 5K. Um, we took the girls with us. This is one 5K that lets you uh, bring a stroller since it's not like a really competitive thing, you know? Um, so I was so proud of myself. I have like been on this journey over the last several months. I mean, my whole life, but really the last several months of just trying to figure out like as a postpartum mama, like what does my body need to feel good, to move, um, to just feel like I'm performing at my best. And I've been trying this fall to incorporate more running into our daily walks. Um, We've gotten in a really good habit of after the girls nap time and that like (laughs) two hours of nothingness that feels like it lasts forever from when the girls wake up from nap to when Mike comes home and we can start like dinner and bedtime and all that. I just feel like that three to five o'clock time takes forever. So one thing we'd been doing was we'd been going on walks and lately I just felt like, okay, you know, if we're going to do this 5k just in general, I want to start trying to run because I have never been a runner. Um, I ran track in middle school because I wanted to do high jump. And so I still had to run a little bit, but then I got to stop running and go practice high jump, which was more fun for me. But anyway, I have been trying to run and I'm pushing a stroller with two girls and just running with a stroller is so hard. And my shins were hurting and just the whole thing. Like I was in my head about, I can't do this. Um, I can only run for like 30 seconds at a time. So I went into this 5k fully anticipating that everyone would leave me in the dust and I would just be walking like by myself. (laughs) Um, but I actually ran 
almost the entire thing, which was just mind blowing to me. It's the power of being with other people and just like seeing other people doing hard things and thinking, okay, well I can do it too. And I ran for, with my sister for the most part, who she's two months postpartum. She was pushing her baby in a stroller, like super mom. And we just stayed together and ran. And then we caught up with Mike and got to finish with him and the girls. I was super sore afterwards, but I was also super proud of myself and just kind of was the push I needed to just change my mindset a little bit about me and about what my body is capable of and just kind of like, I don't know, just change my mindset. So hoping to continue that into the future, but um, did that on Thanksgiving morning. And then we went out to Indianapolis to see my mom's side of the family for Thanksgiving. We hadn't been out there in like four years. So before the girls were born. So it was really fun to go out there and, you know, makes for a long day being in the car uh, with two little ones, but we made it work and it was good. So I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving too. And, you know, it's crazy because we finished Thanksgiving. I know I was already kind of in the Christmas mode, but it's like Thanksgiving's done and we're straight into Christmas. And so today I wanted to talk about um, Christmas, but also to talk specifically about Advent because Advent is something that Christians um, observe and celebrate. It's part of our Christian calendar. And I know that many of you listening to this podcast, just because I, you know, have been able to interact with you on Instagram and social media and in person, I know that most of you are already aware of what Advent is, and you might already um, have some routines put in place to celebrate Advent. But I just think, you know, for some of us, Maybe we know what Advent is, but we don't really do anything intentional with it. Or maybe we've tried one thing, but we're looking for new ideas. Or maybe you just need a refresher. But this will just be a quick overview of Advent, give you some ideas um, to do this season, and hopefully incorporate some new traditions into your family life. So to start, what is Advent? So Advent means coming. And so the season of Advent in the Christian calendar is our anticipation of Jesus coming or Jesus's birth. And it starts the Sunday after Thanksgiving, which was just two days ago. So the 27th, and then it goes until Christmas Eve or Christmas day, however, you know, you want to say that, but, um, so it's, four Sundays of Advent. And then the final day of Advent is Christmas Eve, which is when we light our Christ candle and Jesus has been born and has come into the world. So there are four Sundays and each Sunday has a different word associated with it. So this past Sunday, the 27th, um, the word with that First Sunday of Advent is hope. And then the next Sunday is peace. The third Sunday is love. And the fourth Sunday is joy. 
And then Christmas Eve is then when Christ comes. And if you've grown up in the church, you might have seen an Advent wreath. And we had one in our house growing up, but it's four candles. Sometimes they're purple or pink or at our church right now, we just have white because it's just easier. Um, But it's the four candles around the wreath, which represent the four Sundays before Christmas. And then there's the Christ candle in the middle. And that's the one that we light on Christmas Eve. And in many churches, on the Christmas Eve service, we sing Silent Night at the end of the service, and we all have candles that we light, and we have that light that lights the whole congregation come from the Christ candle in the middle of the Advent wreath, just to symbolize Jesus coming and spreading um, amongst his people and amongst the world. So that's just like a brief little intro in case you needed a refresher. I know the words for me, like hope, peace, joy, and love were things that I didn't necessarily remember off the top of my head, but I think can be really cool when you're just thinking about each week leading up to Christmas and maybe thinking through what are the things that you're hoping for um, in the second week? What are the things that you have peace about or bring you peace or what is God's peace mean, you know, doing the same with love and joy. So before we get into ideas to do with your families or for you personally to celebrate and observe Advent, I wanted to bring one resource to you. So this resource is a book that our small group at church is going through, and it's called Faithful Families, which there's a Faithful Families book but then there's a faithful family's Christian or um, Christmas edition of the book. And I have all of this stuff linked in the show notes. So if you want to check them out, you can, but this book um, starts with the idea of that. We cannot do it all right. Like we can't do every single Christmas activity. We can't go to every single Christmas party do all of the Christmas traditions. It's just not possible. And it's, it's probably not healthy either. Like we probably shouldn't be doing all of those things. So to start with this episode and this idea, I just wanted you to think about what are the things that you could give up this Advent season in order to either just simplify or in order to add in something new? Like if one of these ideas that I talk about stands out to you and you want to try it, you might have to take something out in order to add that new thing in. Um, So examples could be, you know, someone in my Sunday school class talked about how she would always bake homemade cookies or pastries or something of that nature to bring to holiday parties in December. And she said, you know what, like, I do love doing that, but this year it just doesn't seem reasonable to me. So she went to jungle gyms and she got just some nice crackers and some jams and some cheeses and put them in the freezer. And then when she's ready to go to a holiday party, she can just take that out, assemble it on a cute platter and she's good to go, you know? So that's one thing that she could say no to and change in order to be able to possibly add in some new things this season. 
Um, another idea could just be changing how you do gifts as a family. You know, maybe the adults really don't need to exchange gifts anymore. Or maybe you could do a fun game with your gifts or just something to streamline or even take out um, some of the pressure that you can feel from having to buy gifts for all the people in your family. And then another thing I want you to think about is that you can't provide intentional family time and activities for your family, like the things we're going to talk about next. You can't do that without working from a place of rest. Like I cannot do all of these fun things for my kids when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I haven't had time to rest. So what is something that you can do this Advent season to rest more? Um, You know, maybe it's reducing social media. Like we talk about fasting during Lent leading up to Easter, but maybe you need to fast right now. You know, like maybe there's something that you need to take out so that you have more time for rest or more time for connecting with God. So maybe it's, yeah, reducing your social media usage. Um, For me, I'm starting something new, kind of like I talked about the beginning with just needing uh, more of a boost or a change in the way I think about my body. Um, So something I'm trying that I just did today for the first time is I'm trying to get up and work out before the girls get up. I've been in a good habit of this, of getting up before the girls and doing my devotionals each morning. And I have loved that. It's been great. Like the days that I sleep in or let the girls be my alarm clock, I just don't feel good. Like I need that time in the morning, but I'm also realizing that I need that time to move my body too. And it's really hard for me to get that in later in the day. And if I can, great. Like if I can go on a walk, that's awesome. But I don't want to have to like be struggling all day to think about when I can do that. So for me, I'm wanting to work from a place of rest. So I'm going to try and get up, do my devotional and work out before the girls get up. And hopefully that'll help me go to bed earlier too, right? (laughs) That's the goal at least. So those two things think about what is something that you can take out or simplify this season and how can you rest this season? Okay, so here's the fun part. Now we can think about what are the things that we can do as a family to observe Advent and to make Christmas and the Christmas season more intentional. So not just thinking about all the things we need to get done, um, all the gifts we need to buy, all the parties we have to go to, but thinking about how can we be anticipating Jesus is coming and allowing our families to do that together. So I know that this is coming out two days after the first Sunday of Advent, but it's not too late to start these things. You know, it's only been two days. We're only two days into Advent. So if you didn't do anything yet with your family or you haven't thought about any of this stuff yet, it's okay. You still have three, four weeks. I don't know how many days, but a good chunk of time before 
Christmas. So don't let that stop you. But I am going to tell you what I did on Sunday with our family just to kind of kick off Advent. Now, I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. So, (laughs) you know, we are doing these things with them because I know that they will learn some of it, right? Like they're starting to learn the names of the characters in the story, right? Like baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, the angels, like all of that is developmentally appropriate for them. They can learn that. Um, You know, some of the other stuff will be over their head, but that's okay. It's more of just us setting the intention of these are things that we value and these are things that we want to teach our children. And for Mike and I as the parents to get in the habit of doing it now when they're young so that when they are older and can understand even more, it's not a foreign concept to them or to us to be teaching it to them. So on Sunday night, what I did was I brought out our manger mission um, set. So I shared about this on my Instagram stories, but the manger mission is a company that has created this really cute, um, wooden manger scene that is, um, great for kids. They can't break it. Um, they can chew on it. It's fine. And it has a book that goes with it. And the book talks about how the three wise men were on a journey to find Jesus, um, that they were following the star, following God's leading to find Jesus. And so what the manger mission is, is it's kind of like elf on a shelf, but less pressure, um, a biblical focus. But what you do is you read the book and then we set up our manger scene in our house. So we like put the little characters out. I, you know, told the girls who each character was, and then we took the three wise men And we put them somewhere in the house that was far away from the manger scene. And so we took it like all the way to the kitchen and put them up by the coffee maker. And then just kind of depending on your personality and how you want to do this each day or each week, um, you move the wise men a little bit closer to the manger, to where Jesus is. Now you could do this as a secret, you know, kind of like Elf on the Shelf where they wake up and they have to find the wise men or you can let them do it, anything like that. But it's just the idea of, you know, continuously thinking about um, the story of Advent and the purpose behind it. So that is a really fun one. And then the other thing we did on Sunday night was I gave the girls a new book that would kick off Advent. So you've heard me talk about Ellie Holcomb. We love her music. We love her children's books. They're like my favorite book or gift to give to new moms or to little, you know, kids for Christmas or birthdays. But she came out this year with a Christmas book that's called Sounding Joy. And it's really sweet. It just talks about like finding joy in the small things in your life. And then also looking back at the Christmas story and what joy looks like in the manger. And so we gave that book to the girls. I read it to them. And then Ellie has a song that goes with it. So then we had, you know, Alexa play the song. So it was really cute. Um, Just easy. I didn't spend a lot of time on it. It was just like, here's the book. Here's the song. Great. And then we can keep listening to it. (laughs) She's listening to me now. Did you hear her? (laughs) Alexa was 
talking to me. Um, but so that was what we did on Sunday. And, you know, those are things. Okay. <laughs> I'm dying. I had to stop recording because my Alexa just started talking and now she's probably going to do it again. Let's see. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, that's the beauty of uh, recording in your bedroom, right? Um, so that is what we did on Sunday. And I know that those are things that you have to purchase. You do not have to purchase anything. Like you could just use your own Bible. You could tell them the story. You could use an Advent or nativity scene that you already have. Please do not feel pressured to buy anything. That's not the intention here. So then as you're moving forward in Advent, you know, maybe each Sunday night you light a candle. Um, we don't have an Advent wreath at our house right now. So I just found a candle that actually has uh, the nativity on it that someone had given us. And we lit the one candle on Sunday night and then we'll just wait and we'll light it again next Sunday night. And you could just read a Bible story. Um, another thing that we have done is we've taken the Jesus Storybook Bible, which is another great resource for kids. And the words are just beautiful. Like they make me cry, even though I'm an adult, but it's a beautiful Bible. And then you could count back the number of days from Christmas and you could read one story each day leading up to Christmas, or you could just go back four stories and read one each Sunday night leading up to Christmas. But just to, again, set that intention of this is why Christmas is important and this is what we're celebrating. So, you know, you sit down for your dinner like you always would. You light your candle and you read one of the stories. Um, you could make or you could buy an Advent wreath. That could be something that your family could do. So having the four candles, the Christ candle in the middle, lots of things. You know, these make it as you would like to have it for your family. Um, another fun kids resource that I found this year. I have not actually purchased this myself and maybe we will next year, but I kept getting this Facebook ad for Advent blocks. And so it's a block for each day of Advent. There's numbers on them. And then it also has pictures to go with um, the different parts of the story. And then there's a kids and an adult devotional that goes with the blocks. So you could each day turn over a block and have the kids read their devotional. And then you as the adult could read your devotional too. But I thought that one was super cute. We don't have it, but could be something that we might get in the future. Um, so those are like some things that you can do with your kids the other thing that I think is really important is for you as an adult to also be observing Advent and to be doing something for yourself that's not connected with what you're doing with your kids. So Mike and I, the last couple of years, have purchased the She Reads Truth Advent devotional. She Reads Truth has a lot of different devotionals and Bible studies that you can buy. And I think they're really well done, but they do an amazing Advent one each year. And the female and male devotionals are exactly the same content, but they just have different like bonus things inside and the way in which they're um, 
made just, you know, there's different things for the guys and the girls, but like the girls have some uh, crafts or, you know, and the guys have some other, I don't know what they have. Honestly, I haven't looked inside it in a long time, but they're really fun. Um, it's nice too, because the content is the same. So you could read it separately and then talk about it together. You could read it together. Um, but that's really fun. And they also have some kids devotionals too, that go with it. So, and again, another great resource for you to try if you would like to, um, couple more things, the chosen, I have actually not watched the chosen, which is pretty crazy. Everyone around me has talked so much about it, but I heard that it just came onto Netflix. Um, but it's just a TV show about the life of Jesus. And I've heard that it is just very moving. It's not cheesy. Um, just gives you a very, um, real picture of, Jesus and his life. And so that could be something that you could do either as a couple or as a family. Maybe you could watch a couple episodes um, on a Sunday or just throughout your week. That could be something that, again, would just point your heart towards the Lord as you're moving towards Christmas. Um, maybe you could find a way for your family to serve together. Um, Angel Tree is a great one that our church has done where you buy Christmas presents for children whose um, parents are incarcerated. So that could be a great way to serve. Um, maybe you could serve a meal at a um, soup kitchen or you could donate gloves or coats. There's so many ways that you can volunteer this time of year. So maybe that's something that you could do as a family, you know, just to talk about Christmas isn't just about us getting gifts. It's about us serving. You know, Jesus came to the earth to serve us and to save us, and we can serve other people as well. Um, another idea could be that you could teach your kids a new Christmas carol each week. You know, maybe just learn one verse of a Christmas carol, because we all know there's a lot of words in Christmas carols. Um, as a worship leader, I'm like always having to really be studying the carols because the words are so tricky sometimes, but you know, that could be something that your family could do together. Just picking one a week to practice or to sing together at the dinner table. Um, you know, there's lots of ways that you can observe Advent and teach your children and just kind of center your home around the Lord and the season. I hope that some of these ideas would maybe spark some thoughts for you or some conversations for you and your spouse about things that you could do in your home. But I just think what a waste Christmas would be if we weren't um, just intentionally seeking the Lord and building that excitement for his coming. You know, that's the whole point of this season. And I love the Christmas trees. I love the decorations. I'm not bah humbug Christmas secular things. But I just think, how can we mix the two of those together and just glorify the Lord? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Front Porch Life podcast. I hope that it was encouraging to you and helped you to not feel alone in your season of life. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also interact more with me throughout the week on Facebook and Instagram with the handle Front Porch Life Podcast, or you can go to my website at frontporchlife.net. I appreciate your support and I'm honored to get to be in your ear every week. I'll see you next Tuesday on the porch.